This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. All right, Cool Breeze, we are back for another exciting episode of the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe, the show in which we take a look at some of the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer through the lens of the seminal 1980s comic book guide, the Handbook of the Marvel Universe. Let me, uh, let me light that incense. Let me bang that gong. Let me, let me get ready. For NYC's mysterious feline crime boss, the Black Cat. You're listening to I've always had an affinity for the Black Cat. She, she has a cool uniform with furry cuffs, and I dig the I dig the cat motif. And let's be honest, she is portrayed as a kind of a vixen out there in the Marvel universe, you know, she, um, she has a bit of a, she has a bit of sex appeal, as they say. I remember being, like, a 12 or 13 year old Marvel comic reader and buying a, uh, buying a somewhat racy black cat poster from Fantasy Books and Games. I, as I recall, they had a big rack of posters, and I would flip through, and they had this one black cat poster, and... I thought it was great. I really wanted it, but I sort of slept, and then they were all sold, but they had one in the window, and I, I kept seeing it in the window, and I was like, who showed about that poster? Who showed about that poster? I became, I became like a, a little bit obsessed, and then finally I asked the, I asked the counter dude if he would sell me the, the window poster, and he's like, sure, I don't care, you know, we'll just hang a different poster there, so he pulled it down, gave it to me, and I, I had that and my, uh, in my room for years. I wish, I wish I still had that poster. It was her, and she was kind of like slinking along a roof, and it was, you know, like a, like a New York scene, like, like most Marvel, Marvel comics are, the, you know, the cool ones anyway, are all like in NYC, and she was like on a rooftop, and I loved that poster. You ever wonder where, like, some of the cool things that you really loved went off to, and you just like, you can't remember, and you can't imagine a day when you would, like, throw this beloved thing away, but there was a day, and this was one of those items. I've looked online, and I, I'm having a hard time even, even, like, finding, finding the poster for sale. I've only, honestly, spent, like, a few minutes in. My searches are basically, like, Marvel Black Cat poster, and I found a couple, but I haven't found this one. I would like to. I would like to. I don't know where I'd put it. I don't have a lot of, um, wall space available down in, uh, Earth Base 1, but, um... 
If I did, I would hang it up. I wish I still had it. I do wish I still had it over over the years. It's one of the things I have regrettably lost. Let's uh let's get into the character of the Black Cat. What we like to do here on the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe is use the use the Marvel seminal comic book encyclopedia, the handbook of the Marvel Universe, to get a get a close up look at a character that's maybe a bit familiar, maybe not so familiar. This one I think is Somewhere in the middle, she's, uh, she's a mid-carder. She's appeared on TV, and she's appeared in cartoons and stuff. There, there's talk of a movie involving her, so she is a mid-carder on the way up. All righty tidy whitey let's, uh, let's get into some of the, some of the details here. The Black Cat is, she's in the big paperback guide that I have. She comes before, before the Black Knight, and right, right after Black Bolt. If I asked you, if I asked you, like, Who do you think is directly before the Black Cat in the Marvel Encyclopedia? Do you think that you would have said Black Bolt? I think that you might have. I think that you might have if you gave that, if you gave that a few minutes thought, maybe even less than a few. It's, it's fairly obvious. And Black Bolt, man, he's been getting the push. He's on a TV show, Inhumans. I think that, I think it's already gotten canceled, but the, you know, the thought was there to put him, put him onto a show. But, um, let's get, let's get into the details. Her real name is Felicia Hardy. That's a that's a cool name. It seems fitting. Her occupation is a burglar. That's uh that's cool. I guess she is a, a cat burglar. Uh, her legal status is that she's an American citizen with a criminal record. She's gotten popped. Her identity is known to the police. They uh they're like when they're out looking for black cat, they go let's go get Felicia. I guess she was born in Queens, just like uh just like Spidey Man. Her marital status is single. She has a known relative, Walter Hardy, who is deceased, and also a mother, Lydia, who also is also deceased. She is not affiliated with any group. She operates out of good old NYC, and she first appeared in Spider-Man number 194, a comic book that I happen to have and am proud to have hanging on the wall down on Earth Base 1. She is 5'8", 120. She's, she's fairly tall, not tall, tall. But, uh, tall enough. Her eyes are green and her hair is platinum blonde. I would say, I would say it is white. For the black cat, she has white hair. She's like one of those, you know, black cats with like a white face or like a little white, a little white around the eyes. Let's, let's examine the, the origin. It's, it's pretty brief, but I'll, I'll try to fill in some of the, some of the details at the end that I know. And maybe, maybe I'll tell some anecdotes, but let's dig into it. Learning her father was an infamous cat burglar, Felicia Hardy decided to follow in his footsteps, get into the uh, family business, as it were. I wonder, wonder what that was like. The the day she's like, I know Dad's a burglar. I think that I think I might become one too. I guess you know that is that's fairly common to follow along like that, um, especially in like more traditionalized businesses. Especially if like, your father is you know self employed or owns the business, which is. Which is, I guess, the case here. Um, she undertook a rigorous physical training program that increased her strength, endurance, and agility. And she practiced such criminal skills as... Design and history of safes, lockpicking, and martial arts. Such as... Such as karate. She is a, uh, She's a karate enthusiast. She sticks to the traditional styles like a... Like a, um, what is a style of karate? There is that Jeff Speakman dojo out on Center's Avenue. I wonder, Shotokan, Shotokan karate. Maybe that's, maybe that's what she did. She's coming straight at you. Karate's all about, like, 
landing one death blow. That's what that's what I have been taught anyway. I am not um, an expert in the the martial arts, but what I've heard is with like karate, you're trying to land like one devastating blow, like one haya, and that's it. You know, you get all all of everything into one devastating blow that could potentially lead to death. I had this friend who was he was a karateka. He was a karate player of the of the highest order. And one time I was talking to him about styles and he said, my sensei has a new move that has added 18 killing blows in one combination. And I'm just like, dang, out of 18, one of those, one of those killing blows is definitely sure to land and you are definitely sure to die. Back to, uh, back to the origin. There's only, only one line left in the book. Donning a costume to conceal her identity, she set out to seek her fame and fortune as Black Cat. I have a couple, I have a couple Black Cat, um, Black Cat comic stories that I know that I'll share. There was one in particular I remember where she was always out for some reason to try and seduce young Peter Parker, the the spectacular Spider-Man. She she had it, she had it for him bad, but. She didn't realize that he was a kid. She thought that he was like a full-on adult because she was like a full-on adult. And that always made it like awkward and kind of fun to read. You know, he's getting, uh, you know, he's getting pursued by this, by this Lothario. Lothario? I don't even know. He was getting pursued by this, uh, this aggressive gal, the black cat. And one time he tried to, he was like, I'm going to pull off my mask and I'm going to reveal the real me to you. Peter Parker was always doing this. Homeboy was always taking his mask off. I don't even, I don't even know what that was about, but he, it's like he, he's always letting people know who he was, but he pulls it off and she covers her eyes and she's like, no, no, I can't, I can't look. I don't, I don't want to know you. I only want to know, I only want to know Spider-Man. And Pete was like, he didn't get it, you know, he was a, he was a youngster, he didn't know how, you know, sometimes these kind of things are, in the, in the way of Amore and adults, he, he was hurt, and he, you know, I imagine he, like, swung off on a, on a, on a vine, in a vine, on a web, and headed off into the night, and then another time, this is, this is not so much a comic story, but a, but a story about a comic, there, there was this big time series about the Black Cat that came out. It was it was getting a giant push in the world of comics because it was written by a movie superstar director Kevin Smith, which was which was cool. Kevin Smith is a good comic writer. I, I do enjoy his work, and it was going to be drawn by Terry Dodson, who was Dodson, who was known to draw the most uh, let's just say buxom women in comics. He had a he had a style that was. Very, uh, pinup quality, I would say, you know, very, um, Rubenesque, very buxom women. And people were like, whoa, the, uh, the sex pot black cat is going to be drawn by Terry Dodson and written by Kevin Smith. This is going to be great. I, I bought the first issue. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I bought the second issue. I, I thought it was fun. And then another one never came out as far as I know. There was a period where I fell off on comics, but the... The whole project just fell apart for whatever reason, and I do believe I read somewhere that the other issues did eventually come out, but it was seemingly, like, years and years down the line. Why they didn't get, like, all the issues from Kevin Smith before they started is beyond me, because dude has movie commitments, and if a movie comes up, He's going to drop the comic to go do the movie. I don't know what movie it was, but that is what I imagine happened. 
I see her pop up in a couple comics that I currently read in the Marvel Universe and in the Defenders, which is like loosely based on the uh, the Marvel TV show. It's a series with like Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, Luke Cage and the Daredevil all teaming up. She pops up in it as one of the one of the crime bosses of of New York. She she has always had a she's had a deal where she's a thief. But she won't kill. Much like, much like Catwoman in DC. She's a, she's a cat burglar who doesn't, doesn't uh, pop caps. But um, in her, in her rise up the the ranks of the crime world, she recently has had to had to catch her first body, and that's got that's got people a little shaken up. Like you know, the black cat's going where she hasn't gone before. She's, she's taken it all the way. And in Daredevil. She popped up last uh, last issue. They're they're doing this storyline where Wilson Fisk, the the kingpin, the kingpin of crime, has run for and won the mayorship of New York City. It's it's a pretty cool angle because like Daredevil knows how bad this is, and he's been he's been feeding with this guy for years, but now he's the top dog, and he's he's made it the number one priority of the police force. To bring in the Daredevil. Also, he's hired Matt Murdock to be his deputy mayor. So, you got that little uh, interesting side story there. But he is, uh, the Kingpin's still as corrupt as can be. And he is, he's going out there and handing out jobs to his old uh, crime bosses. And one of them, he offers, he offers uh, Hammerhead the office of the Secretary of Corrections. For New York, he's going to be running, running the pins, and he offers, he offers good old Felicia Hardy, the black cat, the officer of the secretary of, the secretary of education. I don't know, I don't know how that fits in with everything, but it's cool, man. I can, I'm liking that storyline, so she's definitely further above where she was when I was reading comics, as far as like her stature in the crime world. Before she was, you know, stealing diamonds and cracking safes. Now she's running a whole crew, which is, which is cool. Let's, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We will look at a, uh, a small bit of the Black Cat on a, uh, episode of the animated Spider-Man cartoon. Be right back. Well, well, Spidey dear. Looks like our cat and mouse games are finally over. Now you'll see that there's more than one way to skin the Spider-Man. Wait a minute. I think my luck may have finally changed. Now I'll just collect my prize and show my fans I'm still the top swinger in town. Look, it's Spider-Man, and he's got the black cat. See that this wild cat gets caged. That's fun. I used to I used to dig that Spider-Man animated show. He's like the Iron Man one too. Marvel has still like today they have some pretty good cartoons on on Disney X uh, XD DXD. I don't know. It's something like that. The Avengers one. The Avengers one is pretty fun, and the Spider-Man one was pretty fun. They're all pretty fun. I mean, they're cartoons. They're fun. I dig it. Uh, Let's take a look. Ooh, I dropped the guide. I'm away from the mic. Let's take a quick look at her powers. The Black 
Cat has no superhuman physical powers, but she's trained herself to be an Olympic-level athlete with superb gymnastic skills. She is surprisingly agile, able to execute complicated flips, springs, and rolls with minimal effort. She is nimble-footed and possesses excellent reflexes. She moves with the grace and stealth of her namesake, the Black Cat. She has been known to do standing high jumps of over 6 feet and standing broad jumps of nearly 10 feet. She has a black belt in karate and judo. She got some judo in there, making her quite proficient in unarmed combat. Her only ability that borders on the superhuman is a non-physical one. The black cat seems to be able to subliminally affect probability fields, causing improbable but not impossible things to occur within her line of sight. This phenomenon, which she calls her bad luck trick, generally involves inanimate objects such as brick walls, ropes, and fire escapes. This talent would seem to be a natural, unconsciously controlled ability to manipulate probabilities in extremely localized locations. So, she kind of has bad luck powers, but not like officially. She's just, uh, she's what you might call a jinx, but a jinx to, a jinx to other people, not herself. That's not, that's not a bad power, man, especially for somebody who's in the, uh, in the world of thievery. You can use... You can use all the luck you can get and having bad luck fall upon people who are chasing you is kind of, that's kind of good luck in, in your universe. The black cat sometimes carries a length of cable which can be strung between buildings and walked on like a tight rope or used simply to swing on. This cable has a ball on the end that contains a surface of micro-encapsulated long polymer super adhesive. So, she basically has like a sticky rope. It's like a rope she can throw... And it sticks to stuff. That's that's also like a really useful tool if you're into uh if you're into shenanigans, you know, like criminal shenanigan type stuff. Super quick before we get up on out of here, let's hop to uh let's hop online and see what and see what uh what it cost for for her first appearance, which is Spider-Man number 194, which came out in July of 1979. This is a graded copy of 9.4. It sold for two hundred dollars. That's that's high. The the graded copies always go for higher prices. So here's one that somebody somebody just said is in good condition. That went for forty four bucks. Here's a nine point two hundred and eighty bucks. Here's an ungraded one. This was this was an auction. Auctions are a good indicator of what people are actually willing to pay. This one went for this one went for eighty bucks. So. This is, this is a nice comic. It has nice value. I have it. I bought it many, 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 many years ago. Let's, uh, let's hop on over and see what kind of action figures they've made of our, of our gal here. Here's a 1995 Toy Biz Marvel Spider-Man set that has her packed up with, uh, the black uniform Spider-Man. The famous, the famous black uniform Spider-Man here. They made a... Marvel Diamond Select 7-inch. There is a Marvel Legend that came in the Ultra Ultimate Green Goblin, rather, Build-A-Figure set. That's a nice figure. She was also in the Marvel Infinite fi- series, which is, it's like the smaller Marvel Legends one. There is a Marvel Select. She's been, she's been featured many, many times. You can get, um, here somebody has her and the Sandman for 12 bucks. 12 bucks shipped. She was a mini-mate at one point. That's cool. I... I like mini mates, so she's been getting, she gets a lot of love, I would think, as far as that goes. She's been at least, like, four different action figures you 
You can't beat that. Most characters don't even get one unless it's like a mini maid here. She's a sum sum, which is, I don't know, kind of like a stacker, a little round stacker thing. She's a sum sum, sum sum, something. Um, here is a custom Lego you can get for $3.99. These are all fun. She is, there is actually talk of a movie based upon her character in the works from, I believe it's Sony Studios, the studio that has the the other Spider-Man character rights, you know, like Venom and the Sinister Six. I, I hear that it's her and the Silver Sable are teamed up in the movie, and the movie is called uh, Silver and Black. I, I heard a lot of buzz about it at one point. The buzz has really died down, but who knows, you know, it seems as if anybody can get made into a comic book movie and I'm not saying that in a bad way I'm saying that in a good way it's it's cool man I enjoy I enjoy all these all these movies so there you have it man that's about all I could imagine anybody would ever need to know about Felicia Hardy the black cat she's a cool character she's a cool uh, favorite of mine if you guys if any of you guys have that that 90s black cat marvel poster send it my way I could use it I'd hang it up and hang it up somewhere even if it was even if it was the garage, which is where the bulk of my comic collection resides. So I'm going to power down the station. I'm going to get up out of here. But uh, until next time, guys, make mine Marvel. This has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.